We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Well, we got a bit of a surprise for you. It's 1236 Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. I do want to mention some guests on the show received guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 1990 Jasper Avenue. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Um... Our headliner today will be Jamie Baker. It's presented by ATV Financial, ATV, Alberta's home ice advantage, and we'll hook up with Jamie at about 135. He's a former NHL player that does the Sharks TV broadcast. But we are going to do Oilers Now Trivia. Up for grabs, a pair of tickets to tonight's game. It is not uh, in a uh, call of number 780-496-0063. So I just mentioned Nolan Patrick of the Brandon Wheat Kings because he's having an unbelievable year. He's not draft eligible to 2017. Um, and again, there are people that believe in a three-year span that we're looking at four sort of franchise-defining centermen between Connor McDavid, who's on a completely different level, and then Jack Eichel, Austin Matthews this year, and Patrick next year. Last year, Nolan Patrick, as a 16-year-old, scored 30 goals in the Western Hockey League. Okay? It's only happened two other times in the last 20 years. Okay? That a player got 16 as a 30 or 30 goals as a 16 year old. One of those players was Brett Connolly, who scored 30 with Prince George. Name the player with the San Jose Sharks who did this back in 1995-96. The year before he was drafted, scored 30 in the Western Hockey League. It's actually quite an easy question. So 780-496-0063 for a pair of tickets to tonight's game. My guess is, knowing how smart the listeners are to the show, we're looking at uh, probably three or four guesses in. Somebody will be able to get it. It might even be the first one. It's a pretty easy question. Sharks don't have a lot of players at the Western Hockey League on their team, and this guy this guy was pretty high draft choice back in the day. He's getting mm-hmm. up there now in age, but he's still playing. Heck of a player. All right. So it's not Michael Haley. No, it's not Michael Haley. Okay. No. That's a hint. Yeah. <laughs> Speck, how you doing? Oh, awesome. Kidding me? Beautiful yeah. day for hockey. Yeah, absolutely. Edmonton Oilers and the San Jose Sharks. Uh, what do you make of the, this this recent run with the Oilers? Does it does it mean anything? It doesn't have any legs, right? We've watched how many years have we seen at this time of year in games that don't matter really in the standings. The Oilers rip off a few and we get all excited and history tells us that no, they've had no legs or no standing. So is this any different, right? That really is the question. We talked to Tom McClellan a little bit about that this morning. And, um, you know, I, I think that it does, and these are the reasons. Uh, first of all, you've got goaltending. And this is real goaltending. It's not a guy who's, you know, got no pedigree, a guy who's never done it before, a guy who probably won't do it ever again. I think Talbot, to me, seems like the real deal. Is that fair? Um, I would tend to agree with you. I think he's the real deal. So that's good. Uh, I see the attitude of this team changing in a positive manner. They've done a lot of good things, but I've never seen them play uh, with this much guts and, and go to the net and hard areas and go through L.A. and Anaheim and play those teams their style and survive and, you know, get very close to a couple of results. So all of those things are, these things last. These aren't winning 6-4, you know. Where in, you get four power play goals. Right, in March when you know that there's not going to be 6-4 games when they really matter. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I think that the, the positive elements we're seeing today are things that, that should have legs and should be there on October 5th next season. Yes. Well, and uh, another factor for me is we know the defense is going to be better. The Davidson injury is – even the resiliency they showed that game against Winnipeg. And, and hey, Talbot was the, the difference. But their other guys stepped up, played more minutes because Davidson's been a horse for them of late. Yep. Ten of 12 – Ten of twelve games. By the way, what's uh, what's the winner's name here, Brendan? Well, surprisingly, it took seven or eight tries. Everyone was saying Joe Thornton, okay, but uh, playing the Western. Hockey <laughs> but uh, Garrett was the winner, guessing Patrick Marlowe. So uh, again, the question was: uh, in the I think in the last twenty years, there's only been three sixteen-year-olds score thirty goals in the Western Hockey League. Nolan Patrick did it last year for Brandon. He mm-hmm. is not draft eligible to 2017. He's on pace for 40 goals and 100 points this year, and he's over plus 40. So pretty good player. Um, Brett Connolly sniped 30 for Prince George in 0809, and Marlowe did it back in 95-96. Much higher scoring time at that time with the Seattle Thunderbirds. Uh, we were talking about injury spec, that this team's banged up on defense, and that's another factor in terms of evaluating what's happening because they simply are unable to transition the puck effectively. Yep. It limits what they can do. Uh, it limits what they can do on the power play. I mean, Secker's leading them in power play points, partially because guys like Everlay, Nugent Hopkins, and McDavid have been hurt for large stretches of the year. But there's, there, to me, you're getting wins, and you may only have two or three guys on your defense right now that are going to be NHL defensemen next season. Yeah, for your and, team. For your team. And so that, to me, is also a bit of an accomplishment. And, uh, you know, they are – I don't know when we're going to get Clefbaum back, maybe late, but we might see Nugent Hopkins back here as next week, as as early as sat, maybe Saturday, in a perfect case scenario. Yeah. We, you know, yeah. Todd, Todd McClellan saying today he's not going to play Thursday. I just saw him. I watched him practice a little bit afterwards when everyone was yeah. talking to McClellan. I skipped the McClellan availability and went out and watched the guys bag skating. Yeah. And uh, Nuge was playing hard and doing everything. He looked like an every bit like a normal player. He was shooting it. He was passing it. He was skating hard. He, they really bag skated him today. So our history tells us that the harder they're skating, skating you, uh, the closer you are to coming back. So yeah. he's got to be close because it can't skate him much harder than he skated him today, Herbie. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. Nugent Hopkins has got something to play for here. A um, couple things. A couple things. One of which for me is a little bit surprising. I got to tell you, uh, I, in my world, Ryan Nugent Hopkins would have been on the original 16-man list. No chance for the World Cup, and why no chance for you? Well, because I think it's a it's an optics thing. Peter Chiarelli is the GM of that team. He's the GM of the Oilers, as we all know. He's got a player here that hasn't played for a long time. It's been hurt, and when he was playing, he wasn't playing that great. So to just throw him in the top 16 to me, it would have really reeked of nepotism. I think, I think that he would have been uncomfortable. To have given his own players such what a what would Glenn break. Sather have done in that situation? Um, I don't know. Glenn Sather would have picked his own guy because that's what he did. Yeah, well, what did we all say when he invited Jason Arnett to the Canada Cup team that year or World Cup or whatever it was? We said, "What the hell is Arnett doing there?" Jason Arnett played close to twelve. <laughs> He's a great player, but he wasn't on, on that team. He shouldn't have been there. He's like twenty-two or something. But anyway, the point is, he's going to make the team. All he's got to do is come back and play some hockey. He'll probably uh, go to the World Championships, and that'll be very good for the Nugent Hopkins. And he is the uh, um, among eligible players, Bob, for that team. He's the highest scoring guy, and he's second only to Couturier in games played. So he's their veteran most player, really, or him and Couturier are. He's making the team. 
just not making the top first 16, that's fine. There's no problem there. You have JT Miller on your sc- uh, radar screen two months ago? No, I he was the only guy I missed, actually, that I didn't have on my radar screen. But you, you need guys to do all the things. Like they always say with these teams, Bob, someone's got to kill a penalty here, right? Someone's got to check and bang a little bit. You can't just have, you know, 12 forwards that are all like Nugent, yep. Connor, McDavid. Like, look, I know I'm the Oilers broadcaster, but I'm, I'm here to tell you that in my world – from a neutral perspective, Nugent Hopkins would have been on that team. And, and I like J.T. Miller. I mm-hmm. wish the Oilers, maybe the Oilers, maybe the Oilers had an opportunity to acquire J.T. Miller at some point over the last two maybe. years. They probably should have stepped up and done it because it was coming. But the guy had 23 points last year in 58 games. Right. Okay. So. He struggled to be a regular player. And now suddenly he's deemed to be ahead of Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He's not deemed to be ahead. He's just a sure thing for this team right now. And again, yeah. there's some optics here. Right, there's some optics here. Okay, well, you know, I'd be I'd be very interested to have been you're, in. You're those... just going to wear a letter on this team, probably. Well, how does that happen? How does a guy who wear? Is What's it... the difference if you're in the first 16 or not? Who cares? Why do we care? Well, well he you're... hasn't played for how many games? And when he did play, he wasn't playing any good, Bob. His it's been a lousy his, season his, for Nuge. His his line wasn't good. He it... wasn't good. Wow. He wasn't good. So, not his line. He. How did he play the last few years here? Was he any good? We're not line? talking about the last few. Yeah. Talking about this season. Boy, it's. He's been hurt. You. You. And not you, you. You are the ultimate. What have you done for me lately? Damn guy? right. You write a column in in on August the fifteenth talking about yeah. how Nugent Hopkins is. And then on. he played the season and he wasn't very good. That's what I love about you, Smack. <laughs> you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at orders now. Email us orders now. Six thirty chat dot com. We'll be back after this. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, we're getting lots of response to our uh, animated conversation. Uh, and you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us Oilers Now at 630Chad.com. Ryan from Pinocchio says, Stoffer, you sound like the typical person in the Oilers organization. Who, care, uh, who cares about accountability? Just put them on the team because. Let's throw them in the first line just because. No wonder this team is a basin dweller every year. Thank you, uh, Speck. And that one comes to us from Ryan in Pinocchio. Well, I can actually tell you that there are members of the Oilers organization uh, that, uh, frankly, blame Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Jordan Everly, and Taylor Hall for the Oilers' lack of success. Instead of bringing up issues like, you know, having seven coaches over an eight-year span. <laughs> and uh, How could that matter, Bob? And and uh, paying $4.5 million times two years for defensemen that for two of the previous four years were number seven D-men with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, you know, take it for what it's worth. You, you know, not everybody has to... Uh, Agree with you. Uh, Nuge hasn't done anything of late to be in the first 16. You need to peel the lips off Nuge's ass to see it the same way Speck does. All right? Yeah, uh, yeah, Bob. Okay, well, that's... You don't have to read those, you know. Uh, wow. Uh, Bob's your uncle says, Well, Speck, did you just join the Run Ryan Nugent Hopkins Out of Town campaign with Ryan Rashog? Um, that's, a, that's a prayer, that one. I've been hearing this. What's way. that? Oh, they're running. No one's running Ryan Nugent Hopkins out of town. It's not happening. Did you? Did we even talk about? I mean, I the, I think. Look, I gotta tell you, I think it's a joke that a guy who for the two years before could barely be a uh, top. He wasn't a top nine forward at times for the New York Rangers. How a guy has a good two month stretch and he's on the team, and a player who is like how many players? Spec. How many players of that group? 
of, of the forwards that were named to the World Cup team. How many of those? Would you trade Nugent Hopkins straight across for J.T. Miller? No, I wouldn't. All right, would you trade Nugent Hopkins straight across for Sean Couturier? Because I sure in hell wouldn't. Okay, but it's you're 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 just diluting the the pool here. Like none of that stuff matters, right? The deal is the kid hasn't played a game in a long time. And when he was playing, we'd all agree he wasn't playing at his best. He needs to come back and play some good hockey so that the GM doesn't look like it's nepotism he's putting them on the team. The body of work should constitute more than half the season this year, in my opinion. Right, and because of that, he should be—he should have been on the team. So I, you know, I've spent my—I, uh, I, I, you know, I did. I think Shirelli and Bowman both have them on their team. They just haven't announced it yet, Bob. That's my point. Uh, th- wow, this is uh, J-Man comes in saying, uh, Bob. So Horkoff in his seven million puts up around fifty points, and it's a big and a big minus. And Specters and others fall over each other saying, "What a great player is Nugent Hopkins." Does the same thing. He's having a terrible season. What the hell is uh, Drysaddle's plus minus since the Nuge injury? It's terrible from J-Man. Well, actually, just recently Hall and Drysaddle settled down. They've gone plus five or so uh, here over the last week, but they did have. I mean. At one point, Taylor Hall was plus 13 in the first 30-some games of the year. I know, he had a real good plus-minus. And then he dropped to minus 15. Jay says, take Miller off and put Mark Shifley on. Jay, Mark Shifley went 14 games without having a point on the road. Mm -hmm. I just, so if you want to sit there, and and I like Shifley. In fact, he's a good player. In fact, I think I like Shifley more than I like JT Miller. Well, probably put Shifley on the team, but I think, again, you know, someone has to do – you have to have a third and fourth line on this team. You can't just pick guys who score lots of points all the time. Uh, DW says, Bob, I agree with Spec. There were 16 – the first 16 were about rewarding those who deserved it. Nugent Hopkins was hurt, was having a bad season, and he'll be on the team anyways. What about those players that have been doing well? Also, remember, they named eight Canadians and eight Americans. Miller is an American. I got to tell you, for me, it shouldn't be a 50-50 split between Americans and Canadians. I don't think it's and I don't think it was. An, was I don't think that. that was the plan. That's just the way it worked out. Um, what about hey, Goss's bear? Hey, well, he'll be on the team, right? Well, I don't know. Hey guys, what's the problem with Shirelli taking the kids taking off the kid gloves in regards to Nugent Hopkins? Maybe it's a strategic play to light a fire from AJ. Yeah. Well, that might be one perspective. I think that the perception and frankly the reality is that these kids in Edmonton have just had everything. You know, they walked into the league after being drafted. They walked into six-year deals after their entry-level deal. They've got tons of ice time all the time. Everything's been kind of come fairly easy to them here. I think that's fair to say. Kevin and uh, Stoney, he's coming back saying, Bob, ask yourself this. How many teams with name players to the North America team would trade straight across for r and I'll tell you another guy that was a surprise for me, Ryan Murray. What's he done? Well, good question. What's he done? He's a... He's been hurt all the time. He has been hurt. Yeah, he's been better this year. He's not been hurt. What's he done? So is it is he's it all about defenseman. this? He's he has the potential to be a good defenseman. But hey, hold on here. We're talking about twenty two and twenty three year olds, man. How many great? I mean, name me some defensemen that didn't get picked that are better than Ryan Murray. I guess is what I'd say to you. Every defenseman on this team is going to have some holes in him because he's going to be 23 or 22 years old. Jesse says you guys are both missing the point. She is doing his due diligence and GMing both squads by not naming Nuge to his original 16. He's laid down a challenge for him to be better. If he succeeds, it benefits the Oilers. Yes. There you go. 
Mitch says, Bob, you can't dismiss Miller based off his struggles last year. He had drum up. I have no problem with Miller. Here's the thing. If it were me, I would have had Nugent Hopkins on the team and had Miller play his way on the team under the assumption that he could sustain his play as of the stretch of late. By the way, okay. Miller's got 17 goals, has 34 points in 66 games. Nugent Hopkins has 30 points in 46. And Nugent Hopkins, the, the New York Rangers, where would we rank their defense? Top, uh, That's pretty good defense. Okay, and how about their goalie? Top five goalie in the league? Oh, top three. You top think that helps your plus minus a bit playing two. in front of that defense and that goaltender? I ah, think it sure, does. Whatever. Okay. Anyways, you can't. Uh, he goes. You can't dismiss Miller based off struggles last year and drum up praise for Nuge based on his previous year's play. I agree, Nuge is a lock, but it was a good move to leave him off the roster and alleviate pressure for him. Uh, for those who would scream favoritism, the whole 16 only exists so that we drum up uh, free media for the World Cup and keep it relevant amongst fans and broadcasters. We are all scoffing at the ridiculousness of this event and a few months ago, and now we're arguing about the rosters. Masterful marketing job. Good discussion. Thanks, Mitch. There you go. I guess the bigger question is, so Spec, I know of somebody else who's had a, a couple managers, assistant managers, ask them about Nugent. Does this mean anything? About is Shirelli prepared to trade Nugent Hopkins if he doesn't even name him to his own team, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and so that's, that's the other end of the, the, of the equation here is, you know, are we looking at something that's... Is this a, is this a Steve Eiserman, Martin St. Louis thing? Well, Peter Shirelli says it's apples and oranges right. when I interviewed him. He said, no, it's not. It's not the same thing. And, you know... I just throw it out there, like the it, it is in the same way that it that you know there's there's a he's wearing two hats here, Shirelli, and it's difficult for him. But I think he's playing this thing perfectly. I like the way he's playing it. He's he's. he's I would suggest left. you know you mentioned the uh, the, the favoritism. What you you use nepotism as the yeah, word, right? Sure, I'm not or, sure it's the right word, but why any, not? Any, I would say of all the, of all the managers I know that mm-hmm. I met. including the ones that have been through the you know I mean we get to interview them. I've interviewed most of them in the league now yeah. and. I would say, based on Peter Shirelli's personality, he would probably worry about that the least. Yeah, could be. He's a pretty—I mean, he's a Harvard guy. You know the old joke about Harvard, right? How can you tell a guy from Harvard? How? Because you can't tell anything to a guy from Harvard. That's kind of—that's <laughs> kind because of, they know, right? Because they they're know. from Harvard. Sure. I think that's a joke guys at Princeton used to make about Harvard. I know somebody that coached well, Princeton's hockey team. I think his whole raison d'être in coming to Edmonton has been to not fall in love with the players here. I think that, first of all, that that's something an old coach or GM, you know, management type told me years ago. Never fall in love with the players because you're going to have to be able to trade them at some point. But I think coming here, it was most important for Shirelli to take a cold, hard look at every one of these guys, knowing that, uh, unlike former management that, that was in love with this core and wasn't moving any of them, Pete Shirelli would very likely have to um, entertain trading from his core and he still does and I believe he still will so he shouldn't be in love with any of these players I think this team is better managed for that well some would say Peter Shirelli came in a heck of a situation as well because he comes good situation he's got Connor McDavid there's a lot of different pieces there that are very attractive Uh, I'm going to tell you right now in my mind Ryan Nugent Hopkins will be uh, a better uh, you know everybody loves Patrice Bergeron and they want Ryan Nugent Hopkins to be their Joe Pavelski. You know, we've heard the Oilers coaches talking about that. Sure. Joe Pavelski was in college when Ryan Nugent Hopkins had already played three years in the NHL. Yeah, right. So, so some days people need to remember that. Uh, one more here. Bad season or not, Nuge is and has been the Oilers' best defensive forward spec. And spec, you're right. They need players that 
can do more than put up points, which is a reason why Nugent Hopkins should have been on the initial 16. We had lots of feedback on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12.58 in Edmonton. We will go to a 6.30 Chad News weather and traffic update uh, with Eileen Bell momentarily, but not before I tell you. If you're looking for a great last-minute vacation, join New West Travel April 7th for an incredible fun in the sun holiday to Cuba. You'll fly transit holidays and stay at the all-inclusive four-and-a-half-star Warwick Cayo Santa Maria Resort, which includes all your meals, drinks, and special entertainment, uh, including uh, events featuring local Cubana musicians, plus parking at Edmonton Airport's Value Park. Join New West Travel in Cayo Santa Maria Tons of fun for just $1,189. Call New West Travel in Edmonton or online at newwesttravel.com. Try to get as many texts as I can in and still lots more Spectre and mm-hmm. Stoffer coming up on orders now.